the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I'm so thankful to be with you today. I'm going to say a quick prayer because we should pray without ceasing, is what God tells us to do. So, dear Heavenly Father, I lift up this time. Lord, I ask that you just guide my words, guide my thoughts, give me discernment in this time that we get to spend together. And Lord, for ears to hear and favor for your words, Lord, that people will not only listen, but but if they need to make decisions and they need to change direction, that Lord, they, they have the confidence and the ability to do that. And uh, Lord, just, just guide me. That's what I'm asking in Jesus' name. Amen. So... Um, Went to church this last Sunday, and I don't always go now, and I know I'm supposed to be going, and I'm letting everybody know that we should be going, because iron sharpens iron, and a long time ago when I had many people I would talk to, and they'd say, I don't need to go to church. I can listen to uh, ministry on the radio, or you know, I listen to Christian music, and I don't, I don't really feel the need to go to church. And I can understand that, because sometimes church isn't comfortable or, you know, maybe it's not the right church for you. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, a gentleman said to me, when you're around a campfire and either you have charcoal or you have wood, that one charcoal cannot keep burning. It needs other embers. It needs other charcoals around it in order to keep the fire burning. And that's kind of the way it is in, in Christianity is we need to um, put ourselves in positions of other Christians, like-minded, that can help us stay on the straight and narrow because the temptation's there. We can ignore it and think we're ignoring it when really we're not, and it can be a slow, slow fade. It can come on really, really quietly and, and gently, and we don't even know that we're being strayed away from the good life and the truth and the hope that only comes from knowing and having a relationship with our Heavenly Father. So... Um, church is a good thing. But in church this last weekend, oh boy, I felt like I was the only one in the room. And have you ever had that happen? And you you just feel like the pastor's like reading your mail and just knows exactly where you're at right now and knows and just talking to you. And it was so good. And everybody in, in the audience was, I could tell that it was, it was touching uh, hearts and minds on this tough subject. You know, in marriage, you know, we talk about, you know, oh, honey, I just need some time to talk to you. And all of a sudden you're going, oh, gosh, again, you know, there's just this reaction, this knee-jerk reaction is, oh, boy, here it comes, uh, confrontation. And that word confrontation is confrontational. It's, it's like it's not pleasant. It's not calm. It's not peaceful. And the goal is, is not to get your point across and for you to be right. At least it shouldn't be that. It should be that 
I want to understand your position, and I really desire for you to understand my position. And maybe if we both take the time and energy to understand each other's positions, we can come to some type of middle ground. Or maybe my position is not so strong, and I can see your point now. And maybe I can sway over to that situation and look at it from a different set of eyes. So the goal is, is that to get that information out there without our defenses going up. Isn't that the goal? The goal is, is we want to create a deeper, intimate relationship. We don't want to stay on the surface. At least I know I don't. I want to have true, intimate relationships. And the only way that can happen is if you have honest conversation. And sometimes it doesn't feel real good, does it? But it's necessary. And there are people that will go through this entire lifetime never getting past that, that shallow level because they're fearful and it's painful to experience maybe a little bit of getting into me see. You know, intimacy is into me see. I loved it when I heard that the first time and I'm like, I'm going to remember that. And I've used that a lot because it's so true. Into me see. Intimacy. And that doesn't mean skin to skin. It means heart to heart. It means mind to mind. It means believing and understanding one another and maybe even putting the other person's feelings and thoughts before your own. And that's what today's conversation is about is it's not about confrontation. It's not about confrontation. It's how about let's have a clarifying conversation. I love that. That is just so much more correct in what we're trying to accomplish. At least it should be the goal is let's get clarity. And this week in my company, I have to tell you, I had, I had this conversation I needed to have and I put it off and I put it off. I should have had it on Friday. I shouldn't have waited through the weekend and I didn't want to have it during the weekend. It needed to be done during business hours at the office. And so I just hesitated and I got really busy and it just never happened. And I stressed over that conversation all weekend long. So Monday, I waited all day. I was stressing all day, trying to prepare myself. How do I present this? In what manner do I present this? What is, what is the goal? What is it I want to accomplish here? What is the outcome I really desire? Those are the questions we need to ask, right? Because we have to stay focused on what the goal is in order to have things go, hopefully, the way we want. And in the situation, I kept putting it off and putting it off until I couldn't put it off because the time, it was almost time to go. And so I thought, okay, here it is. It's all or nothing. It's right now or never. And so I said, hey, could you come in? I need to talk to you for a few minutes. And the person comes in and we sit down. And it was a total misunderstanding. What I had to talk to this person about, I was thinking that I had a longer commitment, whereas that wasn't the case at all. And I don't want to get into detail because the detail isn't really what's important. What's important is how I felt and the stress I put myself under by not dealing with it head on and right now. And how many times do we do that? You're listening to the Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. Thank you, San Diegans, for listening. I just so appreciate all of you that listen. And listen, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. How do you do that? You go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, like french fries, fries.com. Go there and put your information in there. If you have a question, if you need resources, if you need prayer, 
whatever it is, please connect with me. I have to say that I just discovered that all of my radio show connections were going into spam. And here I thought nobody was listening and nobody wants to talk and nobody has any issues. And the truth of the matter is they were going into my spam and I didn't realize it. And so now it's taking me some time to connect with all of you that have reached out to me. It's not because I don't care. It's just that I didn't know that you reached out. So I'm sorry in advance, but your uh, response is on its way if it has not already arrived. And please give me a little grace because I had no idea. All right, here we go. So clarifying conversation. That's what we're talking about today. So the first thing that the pastor said was, you know how you have that, you you have a decision to make on whether you're going to address the situation or you're just going to give grace. And sometimes we do need to give grace. We need to just say, is this really important? You know, choose your battles. So the way you can know if you've actually let it go, if it's really gone, is whether you're having a brain debate or not. And I thought that was so funny, but so true. How often do we say, oh, it's not really important, but then you're spending time thinking about it later on in the day or even a month later. And you're going, oh, my gosh, where did this come from and why is it still here? So if you do have, this is a check and balance for you, if you do have a brain debate going on about something, then it isn't forgiven and it isn't forgotten. And so that's an indicator for you that you need to do something about it. So if it's not gone, you're going to have a brain debate or there's going to be sarcasm, unresolved issues, snide remarks, overreactions, tip of the iceberg, talking with others or withdrawing. These are the things that happen when you are dealing with something that you're really not dealing with. These are the ways you can avoid it. When I look at these, I'm looking at them going, sarcasm, yeah, I have a little bit of that. I don't like sarcasm usually. Overreactions, have you ever had where something, somebody says something and you react so much stronger than you would normally and you're going, what, what just happened and why? Why did that just happen? Why did I react so strongly about that? It's because there's a deeper issue in there that you have not dealt with. So it's an indicator for you that you need to deal with it, right? You need to deal with it. Talking with others. Okay, I'm, I, I do that sometimes because I'm trying to get confirmation on whether it's important enough for me to bring up or not. If you're talking to others about it, then yes, it's important enough. And really, you shouldn't be talking to others about it. You should be going right to the source. That's biblical. If you have a problem with somebody, you go to the source. You don't go to others. You go to the source. Right? Then it's up to that person whether they're going to deal with it or not. But at least give them the opportunity. Correct? Yes. And then the withdrawing. Okay, I've lived in my dysfunction of my family of origin, and the withdrawing was one that was very strong, and I recognize it a lot. It's where you just stick your head in the sand, and you just ignore it, and you just think it's going to go away, and it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. What happens? It just gets bigger. This little tiny thing that's a little tiny piece of sand becomes a bigger piece of sand, and then it becomes a rock, and then it becomes a stone, and then it becomes a brick, and then it becomes a house. Uh, you know, it just keeps going, and then it's on top of the hill, and it's rolling down the hill, and it's gathering speed, and it's gathering weight, and it's going to roll you right over. Did you get the visual there? So the best thing to do is what? Wait till it's a brick? Wait till it's a rock? Or handle it when it's a piece of sand? I would say that's an obvious one. So the subject matter of this, I'm using my notes from the church because I just thought it was so good, and it was Church of Rocky Peak, and it was so good, and it's called Conflict, The Path to Growth. The Path to Growth. Do we look at conflict that way? Do we look at conflict as a path to growth? It so is, though, isn't it? 
Because when there's something that's not going the way you want, there's a reason why. And we have to dig in and figure out why. Just like in business, if, I, if I'm thinking about business and I'm looking at um, something that happened yesterday, and I'm like, well, how did that happen and how could we avoid it next time? We have to identify the problem, right? And then we have to figure out what could we have done differently to get a better result? And it's the same with our personal relationships. What is it that we could have said differently? You know, could we have waited for better timing? Could we wait till both people were fed? I mean, simple thing like food, you know, having a full stomach instead of hungry because we become hangry, right? And so wh- why don't we wait for those times to talk when, you know, we're not hungry or we're not tired? Simple. Those are simple things, timing. But we don't just ignore them. If there are issues, you make a conscious decision whether this is important to you or not. I love that. Loving people, doing relationships a whole new way. I have to say that relationships are dysfunctional. We have dysfunction in our relationships. Is that news to anyone? (laughs) It's not news to me because we're people and we have us in nature and we fall short of the glory of God because he tells us we do. And we do. I know I do. Maybe you don't. Maybe, maybe you've got it all together. I don't know. But God knows. And I think you know too. Anyway, so the path to growth. Conflict is normal. Ephesians 4, 1, 3. Conflict is the process we go through and the price we pay for intimacy. This is from Gary Oliver, Executive Director of the Center for Marriage and Family Studies at John Brown University. The extent to which two people in a relationship can bring up and resolve issues is a critical marker of the soundness of the relationship. So take a minute right now. This is from Henry Cloud, John Townsend. I love those people there. Those two guys are so amazing. How to have the difficult conversation you've been avoiding. And that's what we're talking about right now. Don't avoid. Address it. You know, I look at my 32 years of marriage. I'm not married now. But I look at my 32 years of marriage and I say, I really tried to work on this. I tried to work on resolving conflict. I really tried to bring the problems to the table and tried to make sure we were slept and that we had eaten and, and you know, just try to discuss. You know, there's going to be people in this world that just, it's just so difficult and so hard and defenses go up. And the longer we wait and the more damage is done. And then the defenses go up and, and the walls go up even stronger and bigger and You know, we feel like we have to defend our place, you know, instead of us coming from a mindset of, I want to resolve this and I want us to have a more intimate relationship. But think about your relationships. Is there anything or anyone that you have conflict with? And of course, you have to look at the person in the mirror and say, what part of this is mine? And if it's as simple as you're avoiding and you're, you know, just ignoring it, then that is a problem. It is, isn't it? You think you're just trying to keep the peace, but that's not really to keeping the peace, is it? Because the other person could take that as you don't care and that you're, you're not valuing the relationship. You're not valuing the other person. So it's important that we pursue that intimacy with those that we care and value. It's important that we dig in and dig deep. Is it easy? No, it's not. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely worth it. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Hatred, discord, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions. That's Galatians 5.19. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them 
and had not continued with him in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. That's in Acts. So number one is conflict is normal. Number two is unresolved conflict is not an option. How about that? Unresolved conflict is not an option. So if we live life like that in our relationships and say, okay, there's unresolved conflict and it's not an option. So now what do we do? What are you going to do with that? Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Matthew 5.23. Maturity resolves issues and maintains relationship. God cares more about relationship than your sacrifice. I wrote that. That's my handwriting. It's not from me. It's from... um, my pastor. But isn't that good? Maturity resolves issues to maintain the relationship. God cares more about the relationship than your sacrifice. I think that's so good. Number three, moving towards conflict is counterintuitive. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, let me go in and feel more pain. Because conflict is pain. It's painful. Dealing with conflict always involves a series of choices. With each choice, our natural inclination is to handle the conflict in a destructive manner. This is John Orderberg. Everybody's normal till you get to know them. <laughs> I love that title. That's a great title. This is the Sue Free Show, and I'm so thankful to be with you today. I would love for you to connect with me by going to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Thank you, Venturians, for listening in. I really appreciate you at... The Word. Um, It's so wonderful. Um, I also have that community connection, and I I just love love the station. I just love what we're doing there, and I appreciate you. So thank you so much. And uh, all the way up to Santa Maria, KUHL. And there's more stations, and both secular and Christian. And I'm so just humbled by the fact that this show is being asked to be played on both Christian and And secular, it's really a wonderful place to be. So conflict can build up or destroy. It can tear down. So I've had both. I've had where I've had conflict and I've dug in and I really pursued and I really tried. And it's really built the intimacy and it's it's just a a new understanding, you know, uh, just how a person, you get to know the person's heart, you get to know what their thoughts and their beliefs are. And it just draws you closer. But then I've had conflict where it's not resolved. You know, whenever you have um, legal battles, and there's attorneys and the attorneys are saying, Nope, you can't talk directly with this other person that you actually um, had an agreement at one time. But now you can't talk to that person, you got to talk to your lawyer and your lawyer has to talk to that lawyer and that lawyer talks to him or her. And it's very difficult to get conflict resolved when you've got these two people that don't have really a whole lot of skin in the game. You know, it's, it's like it's, um, I don't know, it's counterintuitive and it's counterproductive, in my opinion. And it's too bad that we, we ever have to get to a point where we have to have these middle people in the middle. And I'm not putting lawyers down. I'm really not. Um, there's a time and a place for anything and, and every profession and there's a need. But a lot of the times I feel like it's not to help, but sometimes it could be to hinder. And I just wish that we could um, lean in 
and towards creating a relationship of um, fixing the conflicts, you know, coming to a new understanding. It would be so great if we could do that. So the interesting observation I have made personally and pastorally about relationships is that the level of the relationship will be determined by the way those involved respond to conflict. I really believe that. When a conflict is not dealt with properly, the relationship can regress to a previous level. When a conflict occurs and the response is in a right manner, then the relationship can progress to a higher level. So it's the response to conflict that usually determines if the relationship gets better or if it begins to disintegrate. This is John Maxwell, Relationships, the First Step to Success, Maximum Impact Tape, Volume 5, Number 10. I'm actually going to have a phone call with Mr. John Maxwell or one of his um, people uh, tomorrow. I'm very interested. I've seen him on Facebook, and I've heard his name mentioned a hundred times. And I saw him, and he was talking about relationships and whatnot. I thought, you know what? I'm amazed at what he made happen uh, with all these people in the room. Um, It was amazing to see the transition in just the body language of the married couple that were – they were getting ready to leave each other. And he asked specific questions that dove into the heart of the matter. And in revealing the unspoken caused each person to get a glimpse of the other person from God's point of view. And I just, I loved seeing that transparency that happened. It was amazing. And so I thought, I need to talk to this man uh, if if there is one lesson I have learned from my years of research, it is that a lasting marriage results from a couple's ability to resolve conflicts that are inevitably in any relationship. This is John Gottman, Why Marriages Succeed or Fail. So do you hear, do you hear this, uh, what's being said here? Is that marriages or relationships that last and endure are ones that don't run away and don't avoid the conflict. In business, the relationships that endure, the relationships that continue on. You know, we're not always in in business. I'm not always going to make every single customer completely satisfied and completely happy. But the most loyal customer I could have is one where something didn't go right and our team or I made a point to show the value in the relationship and did what we could to make the wrong right in their eyes. And that it becomes a very valued customer. And the same with employees. If there is an issue with employees, as long as there's open communication, we most often can fix something that maybe we didn't know was broke because the other person didn't bring it to our attention. So communication is key because you can't resolve something if you don't even know that it's broke, correct? And so we have to communicate. And that's, there's fear in that. There's fear because you have to be exposed, don't you? But if we are honest with ourselves and we are honest with each other, then we've at least been true to who we are. And we're called to do that. We're called to be true to ourselves, to love ourselves, and to communicate our thoughts, our feelings, so that we can have this intimate relationship that we so badly desire. Do you agree? I hope you do. Now you just got to do what it takes to make it happen. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. break. 
Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite and Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son and manager at Ecola. Mom, I know how much you love providing true value for our customers' homes, and I'm proud to announce that we are now providing tap insulation. Talk about value. You're right, Tyson. Now Ecola can offer pest control that basically pays for itself with 20 to 30% energy savings. TAP is a recycled paper product that kills pests while reducing energy bills, providing a warmer home in the winter and a cooler home in the summer. Ask about TAP insulation by calling 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. TAP is an absolute no-brainer and a real value for anyone who wants to eliminate insects in their home while lowering utility bills. That's why you should call E. coli termite and pest control today. 877-332-BUGS or online at termitelady.com. E. coli, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. 877-332-BUGS or termitelady.com. A little rain, a little sun, and a house made of wood. Your house. A termite's paradise. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the owner of E. coli termite services. And Sue... Ecola is California's leading termite and pest control company. This time of year, termites are looking for a home, and chances are they've already moved in to your home. Give them a little rain, a little sun, and they'll start swarming and nesting, raising kids, thousands of hungry kids. Ugh! Ecola will get rid of those unwelcome house guests quickly by using effective and family friendly methods like microwave, electric gun, and the Ecola heat process that kills termites without. The move out hassle or embarrassment of tanning. I love that. Call us at 1 332 Bugs 332 Bugs. New customers get $100 off. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Ask about E. Cola's lifetime renewable warranty. 1 332 Bugs. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control. I just thank Ecola so much for sponsoring this show. If you would like to sponsor this show, it doesn't cost a whole lot. You can come in and you can have a radio show with me, and we can talk about what you offer. We can get to know you from you know, a human level and a business level. And then, you know, as you test it out, uh, because I'm reasonable, you can do it like in San Diego if that's where you are, or you can do it in Ventura if that's where you are, or so on and so forth. You know, if when, not if, but when you find out that it works for you, then I will turn you on to the uh, rep that's in the area in which you are working and let them continue on with you. But it's good to test the waters. It's good to know what you have available to you. And, you know, businesses are hard. It's hard to get customers. And, you know, we want so badly to get the right customer and to be the right company. We, we want so badly to get the word out. Because, you know, for me with Ecola, it's like I feel like I want to be everyone's first choice for Ecola. I want us to be their first choice. But if I can't be someone's first choice, I want to be their second opinion because I want to make sure I have a chance to educate. Because I feel if people are educated about termite, pest, insulation, bed bugs, rodent exclusions, rodents, you know, everything that goes along with all of that, I feel like they're going to want Ecola to be there to service them because of what Ecola stands for and because of the company that we have created and we've been around a long time. So with all that being said, I would love the opportunity. Go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, and check it out, okay, and connect with me, okay? So uh, we just got done talking about conflict can build up 
or it can destroy. You know, it can tear down because if we don't deal with it, then it doesn't go away, does it? All of you that have tried to let conflict go away, you know what I'm talking about right now. You're going, yep, I totally understand, Sue. That's exactly true. You know, this happened and this happened and this happened. And, you know, um, I, I can think about an incident right now where I don't have complete resolve with my family, my sisters, uh, regarding something. And, you know, we can agree to disagree. And I've tried to explain myself to them, and they've tried to explain themselves to me. And I don't think we're done yet because there's still some brain power going on with that. What was what was the word that I used? Oh, brain debate. I love that term, brain debate. There's still brain debate going on. So if there's still brain debate, it means that it's not over, right? We're still thinking about it. So there seems to be some more conversation that needs to happen there. So Darcy and Debbie, if you're listening right now, we need to talk, okay? See, how about that? I'm being really real. I'm being vulnerable, transparent, saying, you know, I don't have all this together. We're in this together. But you know what? When we learn a new thing and we're saying this is going to make our relationships, no matter what relationship it is, we can make these relationships better. Can't we? And who does it start with? It starts with us. We have to be true. We have to be honest. We have to do it in love. Okay, that's one sometimes. It's hard sometimes, isn't it, to do things in love when you feel like there's an offense. Somebody offended you. Somebody did something wrong. It's hard to come at that in love. But we're called to come at it. You know, if you're at the altar, what did it say in that scripture? It says if you're at the altar and you somebody comes to your mind and that person, it's like you, you, you have an unresolved issue. You need to leave your sacrifice at the altar. You need to leave and you need to go take care of whatever that relationship issue is. Then come back and give your sacrifice because the Lord is more uh, involved and, and desires more for you to have the relationship. He's more interested in that than he is the sacrifice that you might be sacrificing, whether it's time, money, whatever it is. Okay, so we know that. So number five is conflict is challenging. Boy, don't we know that? It's inevitable it's going to happen, right? And it's very challenging to know how to deal with it. So conflict, I put slash confrontation because confrontation is tough. Conflict is tough. It is. How to have a clarifying conversation. Now, that's a term that if you use that instead of saying, um, you know, I need, to, I need a confrontation with you because confrontation is, can be harsh. When you have a confrontation, it's like, Whew. You have a position and you're going to hold that position. And it's not real pleasant. But if you say, you know, I feel like there's some uncomfortableness going on here. And I, I would like to have a clarifying conversation with you. How would you receive that? Would that be a little easier than I want to have a confrontation with you? I think it would. I know that if somebody said that to me, I would be ready and willing to sit down at a, a coffee table with a cup of coffee or an iced tea and have that clarifying conversation. All right? So, one, start with a new paradigm. What does that mean? I, I wrote some things down, so I'm hoping this makes sense. <laughs> I think it will. Clarifying conversation. Pretend not. Don't ignore. Don't hope it gets better. Talk to others. Withdraw, drop out, there's frustration. So we want to clarify the issue to seek what? Clarify the issue to seek solution. It's much easier for me to be in the business world 
And, you know, in my head, I'm identifying the problem and I'm seeking solution. I'm a problem solver. And it's so easy for me to do that at work. I shouldn't say it's so easy because I'm still dealing with people. If, if they were issues that didn't uh, involve people, they'd be really simple. But when I have to take into consideration somebody else's personality or their sensitivities or uh, their belief systems or their heart matters, then it, it becomes a little bit more difficult and I know for me is I have to be clear on what my resolve, what I'm trying to get across. I have to be clear on what my, my goals are in that conversation. What is it I'm trying to accomplish, right? In anything you do, you need to know what you're trying to accomplish. And if you're trying to build a friendship, build a relationship, then that has to be the goal. And so you have to stay mind, you have to stay in that mind frame of knowing that's what you want to do. So you want to be patient, you want to be kind, and you want to be forgiving. But here's the deal is that you still have to have, you can be kind, you can be patient, and you can be forgiving. But that conflict, if it keeps coming up, if the same thing keeps happening, and you don't say something, is that their fault or yours? Who's to blame there? So one is, it said, start with a new paradigm. And this is how to have a clarifying conversation. So number one is start with a new paradigm. Number two is go to the person directly. That's hard, isn't it? It's really hard. I know it's difficult. Go, Jesus says, take action. It is important to remember that when you approach the other person, you may not even do it well. You may stutter and stammer and stumble over your words. Don't let that stop you. It is important to try to use as much skill and wisdom as you can. If you wait until you can do it perfectly, you will never go at all. Doing it flawlessly is not the main concern. The main thing is to go. That is so good. And that's normal. Everybody, everybody's normal till you get to know them. I wrote in here, let it go and don't pretend. Those are my handwriting in the middle of all this print. Let it go. Don't pretend. So if you are offended, is it if or when? <laughs> we all get offended, right? So if and when you are offended, you have to take the steps to clear it up. You can either give forgiveness immediately without saying a thing, or you can go to that person, according to Matthew 18, and get it resolved. Either is fine. Either you forgive and let it go, or you get it right. The third is not an option, which is to just bear a grudge and then let it sit. That is not an option that is unbiblical. Wayne Quadriro, for the sake of the call, tape series. And he's from New Hope in Hawaii. I'm going to be going to Hawaii soon, and I'm going to look him up, and I want to say hi to him. I've heard about his church, and I want to, I want to check that out. Anyway, so number three, seek a solution. How many of us are good at this, seeking a solution? Is it all about how we feel, what we think, and what's best for us? Or is it what's best for the whole? And when we seek solution, what is in our mind? What are we thinking about? So here it says, the question to ask is, 
what do I want? It is an amazing dynamic. Once people get to a certain level of anger, their only focus is to win an argument or to inflict pain or to get away. They forget to ask a crucial question. What would I like the outcome of this situation to be? What lies in accord with my desires and deepest values? Those are such good, not good, those are such great questions. And it keeps us focused on the goal, the God goal, the goal of the intimate relationships that we want. See, my goal is I don't want to have any enemies. I really don't. I want to leave this earth with people saying that I was who I said I was and that, you know, I don't want to let people down. I want to do what I can. Can I make everybody happy all the time? Can you? I don't think that's possible, but we can do our best to try. We can do our best to, you know, to do what we say we're going to do. We can do that, right? Just be careful what you say you're going to do. Be careful about that. So number three is to seek a solution. Are we doing that or are we just in the heat of the argument and trying to get our point across and want to win the battle? What is it? Win the battle, lose the war. You ever heard that? That was what came to mind right now. So how do you do this? How do you actually go about doing this so you can stay focused on this? How do you do that? Number four, share your perspective. Now that takes some thought, doesn't it? It's not something where you just go right in and you just blah, 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 blah. blah. You have to really think about what your perspective is. And sometimes you have to question the whys behind that. And then ask for their perspective. Speak yours, whoever's goes first. You know, okay, you go ahead. You, you give me your perspective first. Oh, no, okay, you want me to go first? Okay, I'll go first. Here's my perspective on this situation. So you listen to each other. You hear each other out. You don't interrupt. You let each person talk, and you sit and listen, and really listen. You know, some people don't know how to do that. Have you been with somebody where you're talking, and you really want them to hear, not just listen, but hear you? And they are so, you can see their eyes going, you can see their mind turning, and all they're doing is thinking about what they're going to say next. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I know you do. You're listening to The Sue Free Show, and I'm so thankful to be with you today. And I think this is really good. I think this is good because we all have a hard time with this. I know we do. Because so many people let me know that this is happening, that's happening, and I don't know how to deal with this, and I, what would you do in this case, and blah, 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 blah. And it's all conflict. It's all where you feel misunderstood or you don't understand the other person, and this is how you deal with it. This is how you come to, whew, I can breathe now. Okay, what do I do? Step one. What do I do? Step two. Kind of gives you the, the outline here. Number six is take the next steps. Think and process. I wrote on the side here, and I thought this was so good. And uh, the pastor wrote XYZ. And I thought it was so good because it's easy to remember the alphabet. XYZ, right? So X stands for situation. The Y is what happened. And the Z is how did I feel? So say that again. X, situation. Why? What happened? And Z is, how did I feel? 
talk to me about that. See, when when somebody is telling you these things, then you would want to have them say, well, talk to me about that. I want to hear your point of view. If somebody came to you and you said, look, here's the situation. This is what happened and this is how I felt, X, Y, Z. And the other person says, tell me more. I want, I want to understand more about why, why did you feel that way or what made you feel that way and what was going through your mind during that time and, you know, that. And then I want to hear from your point of view. I want to understand you. I want to seek to understand you. How does that feel when you hear me say that to you right now? I, want, I am seeking to understand you deeper and more. I want to know you. I really want to know you. I want to seek to understand you. How does that make your heart feel? Do you feel defensive when I say that to you? I would say not. I would say you wouldn't. And I think that, that would, it would kind of open up your heart a little bit. I know it does me. There's almost emotion that starts to tear up to hear, hear words like that from another person, especially the deeper or the closest that person is to you. Those people that are closest to you are the ones that can hurt you the most. You know that, right? They're the ones that have the power to hurt you the most. They're also the ones that can be the most intimate with you and to touch you in the best way possible. Number seven, set realistic expectations. Okay, you have to define what that is. What are realistic expectations? If you have been on dis- in discord for seven to ten years and you have one conversation Do you really, in your heart of hearts, believe one conversation is going to erase or, you know, get rid of seven years of conflict? Is that realistic? But can we? This life is a journey. It's not. It's not a one, one take, Jake. It's not. It's it's a life journey, and so we're in this journey together. At least, I would want to be in this journey together. How about you? And if we're going to desire to get to know each other, and this journey is for however long we have here, then it's a process, isn't it? It's not a one-time thing. And sometimes we have to keep coming back to, oh, something new popped up. Maybe not the same thing because we really are desiring resolve, right? And if you have resolved, you keep coming back to the same thing. That's that brain debate thing. I don't want that. I don't want to keep coming back to the same place because we really didn't fix it to begin with if we have to keep coming back to it, right? So what we want to do is we want to seek to understand the other person so we can come to resolve to where we can put that to bed and we don't have to have brain debate and we don't have to bring it up anymore. We can move on to the next issue, which there will be a next issue. There will be another conflict. That's a given, right? So the goal during this time is not to vent. It's not to criticize. And it's not to make the other person pay. That's not the goal. The goal is not any of that. The goal is for us to seek to understand, to resolve conflict, to move into a more intimate, into me see relationship. So ask yourself the question, who is it that you need to leave the altar for right now? You're at the altar. You're ready to give your sacrifice to God. And God puts a person, there. he's already there. She or he is already in your mind right now. A person that you have to leave the altar for and you need to go try. You might not be successful, but you have a, d- a desire to seek to understand 
and to get resolve. So you need to pursue that. And you can only do what you can only do. I know there's people out there that have tried this, and maybe there's another angle. Maybe the way we went about it or saying confrontation instead of clarifying conversation could be just a simple ticket that will get you in the door and at that coffee table to have that conversation. Maybe it's as simple as our words or our tone, our tone. And maybe we didn't take it to prayer first so that we have that mindful, godly spirit to guide how we're doing things because we need that all the time. I know I do. It's amazing. Just today, I, I had a gentleman who I just recently hired, and he came to me today, and he's, he's just um, not feeling as comfortable about the situation, and so he brought it to me. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. And he says, well, we need to just talk more. We need to have more communication. I said, fine, we can have more communication. I, I would love that. And so just by saying that, it opens up that door to say, all right, so how often do you want to have this? conversation how how often do we need to come together is it daily is it weekly is it a phone call you know hopefully it's more than a text anyway so i hope that has been helpful and i would love to hear from you i would love to hear how this has helped you because even if we come closer in one relationship if there's one relationship that can be healed restored by doing this then you're that much closer to having more because you need to have success, right? We need to have success in this because it's not easy. We know it's not easy. But it's not easy to live in conflict either. It's not easy to have unresolved issues. That's not easy. And and going back to my original conversation that I kept putting off and putting off because I just was uncomfortable. I didn't know how to present it and I didn't know what words to use and I didn't know. I, I just didn't know and I was uncomfortable and so it was just, ugh, it was so hard for me to say, let's have this conversation because I, I, I just didn't know the outcome. And I, I knew what I wanted to have happen, but I wasn't sure if that was going to happen. And I wasn't sure I wanted to face the fire, but I needed to. And as soon as I did it, I was like, oh my gosh, breath of relief. It totally wasn't what I thought to begin with. And it was great. And I'm like, wow, I should have done it so much sooner. And how often is that the case? How often is it that we hold off having these conversations? And then we finally, finally have it. We're going, oh, my gosh, why did I stress over that for so long? Why didn't I just face the fire quickly? Lesson, right? That's a life lesson. Let's just deal with it now, and that's biblical. That's what he says to do. Go to the person. X, Y, Z. Remember that? X, Y, Z. Situation. What happened? How do I feel? This is how I felt. I desire to learn more about you. I want to understand you more. So tell me more. And be quiet. And listen. And really listen. Two ears, one mouth for a reason. I love that one. Don't you? I had my assistant pull up things from from the Bible on what does the Bible say about communication. But I don't have time to really go into it. So I'm going to save that for another day. Uh, I felt this was a really good show, and it's so timely because we are always dealing with this. So I have one minute left, so I'm going to read, and here we go. Rest in my presence, allowing me to take charge of this day. Do not bolt into the day like a racehorse suddenly released. Instead, walk purposefully with me, letting me direct your course one step at a time. Thank me for each blessing along the way. This brings joy to both you and me. 
A grateful heart protects you from negative thinking. Thankfulness enables you to see the abundance I shower upon you daily. Your prayers and petitions are winged into heaven's throne room when they are permeated with thanksgiving. In everything give thanks, for this is my will for you. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, Colossians 4.2. And 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you. In Christ Jesus. Go to Sue Free, spelt like fries one word, dot com. Connect with me there. Let me know what's going on in your life. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. And take the challenge and do this today. Bye. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.